What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 83 of the Half Gen Podcast. I am joined again by my two lovely co-hosts. Uh, hmm, no, I'm not going to do that. I was going to say in order of loveliness, and I was like, no, I don't want to create that kind of divide. That's a dangerous game you're playing. <laughs> oh, I am joined once again by Ross and Will. It is uh, wonderful to have you both. Hey, always happy to be here. What up? The last time I'll be here you're, for a while. Ross, you're you're kind of almost obligated to be here for the most part. It's it comes with the territory of being a co-founder of the site. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. happy to be here, though. I'm still happy to That's be. Good. Here. That's good. I I am too, for the record. I don't get to I don't get to introduce myself. I'm happy to be here as well. And I'm we're Chris. here with Chris, <laughs> yeah, Chris, aka Nightmare CV, aka Woo! C Dizzle. Yep. And Nobody has ever called me that. Say, until I was now. like, I was like, you're welcome. I was like Chris has, has Chris ever been called that in his lifetime? I, like, I can give you that one. You can take that one for free. Mm, uh, uh, mm. Judges, uh, no, that's a solid never. Mm, um, mm, it, it'll come around. All right, so listen, I've been playing some games this week. Go for you it. start off. I have two. So. I want to start because I finished one this week. All right, I played Dusk. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Dusk. Mm-hmm. That was a game that, like, I, I honestly bought it because through, like, all this meditation stuff I was putting up, I was following a bunch of people from it, and uh, the, the guy who... Rami Ismail. I, for some reason, I know Rami was in his name, but Sam Raimi kept popping into my head, and I'm like, that's not right. Uh, I think that's you mean, not who it is. I think you mean Sam Rami. Uh, yeah, but... uh. Anyway, so I saw him retweet something from one of the devs, and they were like, yeah, so we sold this many units, but we have even more people on the Steam wish list." And he was like, stop wishing, start buying. And so, like, I wanted to get involved in the conversation, so I was like, you know, fine, geez. And I sent the picture from Metal Gear Awesome, you know, and I, I bought the game because I was like, I'm not going to tell I'm not going to lie to somebody on Twitter. <laughs> Did you tell the story last week? Yeah. Did I? Yeah, I think you told yeah. the story of this part of it last week. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely did. It's a good story, and I'm telling it again. Right. Okay. Storyteller of the next no, generation it's right fine. now. Uh, anyway, so I bought the game. I beat the game. And that game is so good. Like, it got to a point where... Would it have been your game of the it, year 2018? It would have been top three. Ooh. It 100% would have been top three. I don't think it would have been enough to dethrone God of War or Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. But just being top three is like, those two are kind of like a tier of their own. And then like number three is like number one on any other list. <laughs> right. And, and, and it's it's super interesting that you enjoyed this so much because I'm watching the trailer for it now. And like, it looks fine, but... It must Dude, be one of like, those things where you have to play it to really just get the feel. So, like, it's... It's it's a 90s-ass shooter. It is like Doom or, or Unreal Tournament. Like, it is a hyper-fast shooter. So, like, I was running around, bouncing, and just sl- mo- running to the side. Because it's like auto-sprint. Like, you have to hold a button to slow down. And why would you ever do that? Right. Um, But, like... This game, like, you would go into a room and, you know, there'd be your objectives. You'd go and you'd push a button 
and then boom, all the walls around you come down, and this heavy metal music just starts kicking in with the kick pedals. And like you're surrounded by enemies, and you're just like, Akimbo shotguns, let's go. And just oh my god, it's so good. And like the way it tells its story was like super interesting because it's not, it's never like, there's no like lore dumps or anything. There's no like crazy screens of like, uh, I'm here because reasons. Um, and it, most of its story is told through like some, some occasional dialogue of like the antagonist antagonizing you. And then like stuff on the wall, like don't go in the ruins, trust your eyes. Um, We've doomed us all. And then, like, you know, it's like, oh, ominous. And then some shit gets real almost immediately after you read these things. And, oh, my my recording, like, locked up for a second. I was definitely confused. Mm. Um, Dude, it, it's, it's crazy. Like, it was challenging, but it was so satisfying to play. I put about like 10 hours, a little under 10 hours in on my first playthrough. And like, I thought about it. I was like, I want to go back and beat all the developer times. Like you, like, I think if I did that, I could beat the game in a little over an hour. Hmm. And like, I, I was looking for all the secrets I could get my hands on. Like <laughs> I was so like enthralled by this game. I was just there trying to get everything I could out of it. And I haven't played it a game quite like that, like probably since God of war Hmm. where I was just like, I want to do everything that the light touches is mine, you know? (laughs) 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 And and dusk was just like, I want to do everything this game has. And like, dude, they're just like, every time I thought the game couldn't surprise me, it did something else. Like every time, like, Every time the walls came down and revealed enemies, it got me every time, you know, like there were moments where I'm running and I'm like, okay, like I'm ready for whatever comes next. And then boom, these enemies pop in front of me. I'm like, oh my God. And I run away into the back, you know, I run back three rooms because I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) Like it was so good. Like they, the timing of everything in that game is just so precise and well done. Like their jump scares occasionally just cause like boom random enemies and it's like I'm I'm just not ready for that and they're well timed and they feel earned and, and just like it is I have not this is my favorite 90s shooter ever <laughs> like I have not I, I I like Doom I respect Doom Quake 2 would probably be my favorite from that era but this game kicks so much ass it's just so good. The final say is up. And that one was almost kind of hard to write because like I could have gone on for so long talking about that game. It's so good. I love Dusk. Nice. Um It's 20 bucks, so it's like it's not even like it's expensive and it's so worth it. I I would tell you to check it out. I don't know if you would necessarily like it. Um, it it is a, but it is like, it is a very fast game. And like, if you can kind of like, it, at times it was almost too fast. Like I could only play it for like, you know, two, three hours at a time. And then I was like, I have to stop because my eyes are going to fall out of my head. Um, man, I would recommend that to anybody who likes really good 
first-person shooters. The Dusk is 100%. And the only reason I even knew that game existed was because I had a different game kind of like that on my wish list. And so Steam was like, you should check this out. And I was like, I'll add it. I don't know if this one's my cup of tea. And I fucking loved it. So I, I'm, I'm like, I'm giving, I'm giving indies a shot this year more than I have in the past. I've probably been too much of a triple A kind of guy uh, for it, the most part. Indies so are where the I'm, innovation's at, my man. I'm going to definitely try, like, I'm going to take a couple chances on games this year that I wouldn't have taken chances on in the past. And it's all thanks to Dusk. It's literally the, it's the reason. Um, otherwise, I, I remind myself almost every day that StarCraft 2 is still a really good game because I've gotten really hardcore back into that. Uh, and I've had a pretty decent group of people to play it with, so that's been nice. Um, I've been teaching some people how to play the game, trying to get more people. And, like, the, the good thing is they like it, you know? So it's, not, like, they're getting over that hump of frustration that comes with first trying to learn StarCraft. And then once you get past that... And then people kind of know what they're doing. Then we can get into like the custom games or we can have fun little like we're going to make like we did an Archon game, which is like two people controlling one base. And we had like, OK, uh, the the newer people control all of our economy. And then the two experienced people can only do like the, the, the combat. And like that was super fun because it's like. You get so paid. It's like, I need these units, but you're not building anything to let me build them. Like how we play Halo Wars? <laughs> basically. Nice. Basically, no. How we played Halo Wars is exactly what we were doing in StarCraft 2. Nice. Uh, and it's super fun. And I'm not I'm not really mad at them. It wasn't really frustrating. But, like, it, w- it, w- it was a lot of fun. Because I'm, like, I'm talking to TJ. And I'm just, like, he won't build this building. He's, like, he won't build overlords. I can't build anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Um. Yeah, StarCraft. Uh, believe it or not, I don't think I've played Destiny this week. I've kind of done everything I need to do in Black Armory. Yeah, so you're just kind of waiting for the next content. Yeah, I really hope it's good. Really hope there's something there yeah. to keep me busy for a while. Because it's not a whole lot if I wasn't on. such a devout uh, follower of Destiny uh, I would have stopped playing that a while ago yeah hmm. like I, I, it, I I've become increasingly worried lately because it's like I like that they separated from Activision but then I'm like there's no timetable anymore so they might not even release a major expansion in September so what am I going to do? I feel like, didn't they say that all of the announced content that's been there or that they already announced is still going to come out on time? And they yeah. have only announced the annual pass and the solstice that would, that like what came before forsaken last year. Right. They only announced through August. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So content that would effectively be through August is what is announced because they would come out in June or July and be like, Hey, check out our new crazy expansion. And I don't know that they even like, ha- like they don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, they could just, they could take their time to make a much better expansion. Or, you know, just work. But will it be that I don't, I don't want them to do that. I don't want them to do that. Like, that's what everybody's saying is they should cut their losses and just, 
end Destiny 2 and just go full-time into Destiny 3 and just put D2 on life support like D1 is. And just be like, look, we're making... Like, that's one way, like... You're going to see one of two things in September. They're going to be like, hey, you know, we're going to delay what we would normally do to make it bigger and better. And it'll come out late in the year or early next year. Or they're going to be like, hey, so we're going to focus everything on Destiny 3 and making the best Destiny game ever. Which is the problem with doing that is you're going to piss off all the current players. Yep. Everybody who's actively playing Destiny 2 at that point should just put the game down. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It's like the Saturn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, what the hell else I played? Oh, I got back into Grim Dawn. Uh, cause that game is still super good. Uh, action RPG. Cause like they started the new season in Diablo and I thought about playing it, uh, on PC. Cause I have a couple friends like Will who play mm-hmm. it on PC. And then I was like, you know what? I should just play Grim Dawn. Cause I still haven't finished that. And I've had, you know, 90 hours in the game. So now I'm on my quest to actually finish that and the DLC before they release the new one early this year. So that, uh, I think that's actually pretty much it. I've put a lot of time into a handful of games over this last week, and they have all just been delightful. Nice. It's amazing the things I can do when I'm not playing Destiny every day, I guess. (laughs) It's like a whole new world. What what are these other games? Yeah. Wow, there's more. <laughs> uh, what about you, Ross? So I've been playing a few games, um, a couple of which have been relatively disappointing thus far. Um, the first game that isn't disappointing played some more Valkyrie Chronicles Four. Hmm. It's still Valkyrie Chronicles. It's still good. How far are you? I'm not far, Chris. No, I was just curious, like what mission you were on. I just, I think I'm, I, I think I just finished chapter three, which oh, okay. I think was shooting the tiles to mark where the artillery should hit the tanks. You have to figure out which tanks are real and which ones aren't, and then you hit the. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that was actually, I think, a pretty good mission. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was, it was interesting. I like, I like how the variety of missions in that game. It's a little expanded. Like, not everything you're doing is, like, uh, amazing, but it's, like, at least there's a variety there. Yeah, that's that what I heard about it. the first game didn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so beyond that, uh, I picked up, because I've been looking forward to it for a while, and um, I've been relatively disappointed. I haven't put a ton of time into it yet, but uh, Y2K, a post-modern, postmodern RPG. Um it's a game that's been like in development since 2014 or 2015. Wow. Um, I've never even heard yeah, of it. The first yeah. Time this game. It's like, it's a super cool art style. It's like, I think it was their attempt on like a modern day earthbound. Hmm. Um, so like, I really liked the art style and, uh, the combat looked kind of interesting. So I was like, sure, I'll pick it up. Um, the main character is insufferable. <laughs> like, it's only one to animate like uh he's wearing a flannel shirt has a beard and glasses and he's coming home from college and he's just the biggest just conceited annoying douche does he he live in seattle frankton could be in could be in washington i have no idea okay because like that like 
I would say if it's somewhere in like Washington or like the Seattle area, that's kind of par for the course. But anywhere else, that's just you're just being a snob. Yeah. So um, the thing about the game is that so there aren't random encounters. You can see the enemies on the map, um, but they're pretty fast and they'll run into you. So that's fine. But what's not fine is that it takes between 15 and 20 seconds for the battle, every single battle to load. Oh, stop playing it. Just stop. It's, it's amazing. Like I hit that with battle chasers, but it was the very first battle after I loaded up the game that took like a decent amount of time. And then it was fine. It never gets better. Um, so I don't know. And the combat is, is kind of slow and I don't know. It's I'm gonna I'm gonna put some more time into it just to see because like it starts off asking you a bunch of questions like who would you say is your smartest friend who would you say is the guy who always gets into trouble and you like type in your friends names and I want to see what kind of happens with that um but yeah it's been pretty disappointing so far um the other game that I've been playing um, that I'm less disappointed in but still kind of um is Travis Strikes Again No More Heroes. Yeah, yeah, I heard uh, kind of mixed things about that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I never played the original No More Heroes games on Wii. I always really wanted to, but I really didn't like playing the Wii. Um, Not everybody likes playing with their Wii. It's okay. Yeah. So if there were t- games that I could go back to, those would, that would be a franchise I'm really interested in because it always seems super unique and super funny. Um. And so Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, the whole conceit of it is you have to uh, play the Death Drive Mark II and you have to play through these six games to beat it or something. It's a Suda 51 story, so it doesn't make a, a, a ton of sense, mm-hmm. which is so kind of... So it's barely a story? Yeah. But there's enough humor in there, like in the intro cutscene when Travis Touchdown is fighting stuff. He's saying dialogue, and then like there's an asterisk, and it says this game is being developed using Unreal Engine 4, the noble and pedigreed middleware from Epic Games. Um, and there's just there's good humor. Um, there's a lot of nods to indie games, like uh, you can buy T-shirts in the game for Travis to wear, and um, there's a ton of them. There's like Papers Please, there's Golf Story, there's Hyperlight Drifter. Just kind of a love letter to all of these different indie games that Suda loves, which is pretty cool. Um, for, for reference, Travis starts the game wearing a, a black and white Unreal Engine 4 t-shirt under oh, his jacket, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of one of the cutscenes at one point, um, they were talking about how a, this game had been canceled. And then he literally says, I bet Devolver is going to buy the rights and make a sequel. Um, I feel like... I feel like um, Suda Fifty One is like the reverse Yokotaro, where he like he kind of came out and everybody was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing," and then it's kind of slowly been wearing out its welcome. Whereas Yokotaro came out with Nier and everybody was like, "What is this?" <laughs> and then it wasn't until more recently where they were like, "Oh, I get it. This is awesome." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's weird. Um, it's pretty basic hack and slash gameplay um you can unlock abilities or called chips which are like 
they look like switch cartridges and they give you different abilities uh you can play the game in co-op the whole way through um yeah i don't know i'm on the third out of six games i assume right now um the first game was a pretty kind of just like standard uh action adventure type game just and then the second game was like from a top-down overhead perspective in a neighborhood where it's has some puzzle elements of having to like hit a button to flip like streets around to make new paths and the third game i'm in a mansion trying to solve this murder like there's there's a decent amount i like about the game um and i'm gonna finish it because i think it's only gonna take like probably seven or eight hours total to beat the whole thing it's not very i don't think it's very long um but um i hope that this does well enough and i don't think it will um to warrant either bringing the old no more heroes games up or a new no more here like a full-on no more heroes game i heard at the end like post credits there's something that should excite fans of no more heroes um but yeah it's this is very obviously a relatively cheap spinoff but i'm having enough fun with it to where i still want to play it um but i'm really just kind of i don't know i'm biding my time for the next game i really want to play and i don't know what that is that's kind of where i'm at and i i'm slowly trudging my way through trying to beat mario rabbit's kingdom battle because i really just (laughs) want to finish that game because i'm over halfway done i'm just like it's a fun game it really is but so i beat another mission in that and that's what i've been playing this week nice what about you will what have you been up to i mean besides the usual Final Fantasy 14 Dead by uh, Seven Days to Die. Not Dead by Daylight. You could hear the excitement yeah. in his voice. I mean, the I also, passion I, I, is overflowing. I also played the new season of Diablo. It's you know, it's 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 Diablo three. You 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 get to like um, I'm at Paragon five hundred and eighty. You get to that in like two days, and then you kind of done with the season. So yeah, it's <laughs> kind of it. That sounds about right. Yeah, fair enough. Um, one other. I feel like there was something else I was going to talk about very quickly, and I immediately forgot. On to the news. Well, no. Um, so one other thing that I, I, I have been playing that um, Will and I were talking about a little bit was um, I, I have slowly been getting back into League of Legends uh, because I need like at least one competitive game in my life, apparently. apparently. And so that's been and it's not Overwatch. <laughs> It's not Overwatch right now. <laughs> we were talking about that too, but um, we were we were talking about some of like the 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 meta stuff in that game because that game he he made a point like that game's been out almost ten years. It'll yeah. be ten years, I think, this year. That's crazy. And like, there's a lot of really cool new characters in that game that do a lot of really cool crazy things. And then there's a lot of the older characters, which are like kind of, you know, playing a point and click kind of, you know, I'm going to press this button and click you and then the game will play itself. It's kind of like a hunter in Destiny 2. The game just kind of plays itself. Oh, nice. Um, is is yeah. Galio still garbage? No. They completely reworked Galio him. is one of the best like tanks in the game right now. Yo, I love Galio. You yeah. should probably nope. do like a bot match with him or something. I should play I should, him, man. Just main I him. I should probably play just mid. not play just League play of Legends. Mid, yeah. that's I probably... mean, that's also that's also valid. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do, too. I'm glad to see he's getting his due as I, the 
best yeah. character. It's not maybe not the best character, but you know, uh, he's just top, know. top three. You know, he's up. Yeah, he's very good right now. He's, he's definitely yeah, yeah. a bannable pick right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in the meta, you know, Galio is definitely the type of guy that uh, you if you throw a ban at him, you know, people aren't going to look at you sideways. No. He's, the, he's the kind of gargoyle I'd love to take out on a date. Nice dinner. I don't know. <laughs> did you ever watch the show Gargoyles? I did. Because I would, uh, those are much better. Let's move on to the news. No, but there was something else that we were going to segue into. Do you remember what we were going to talk about? Well, because I we talked about a lot. We talked about how I know, but we said we were going to talk about something. Is like you know, it's 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 sort of plateauing, sort of declining. We talked about yes. the relationship between games and influencers, and how much yeah, so, and like how we tolerate toxicity between them, stuff like that. Yeah, so. that that was the thing because we were talking about that because League of Legends has been on like this kind of slow decline. Because it's just, like, it's kind of not exciting anymore. And, like, it feels like Overwatch is kind of going in that same direction. Because neither game feels like it knows what it wants to do. And then, meanwhile, right now you have, like, Sea of Thieves. Which is having this renaissance on Twitch. And it's getting, like, tens and hundreds of thousands of viewers. Because these big streamers are playing it. And everybody's like, whoa, Sea of Thieves is really cool. I should play this game again. So, Sea of Thieves is coming back from the brink i guess you know and it's just like i'm here don't worry microsoft has to be smiling phil spencer sitting back in a chair smoking a cigar like i told you <laughs> it's crazy though like this stuff it's like you have these big juggernaut games and then they're just like e- even for me like with destiny 2 and it's like they're just kind of getting stale because they're not doing anything right now yeah and it's like what the hell? I mean, and the thing is, is there's no other game. It's not like there's like a, a an obvious like you know, if you generally speaking, if you like League of Legends, you probably don't like Dota two, and the yeah. reverse is probably true yeah. for most of those people. And it's like so there's nowhere else to go. There's no new and exciting game. Yeah. And like, I was saying that MOBAs are kind of going the way of RTSs. You know, when you saw like you know, in the early like 2010s, the you know. Starcraft 2 was king and then all these MOBAs started getting big and popular and they kind of pushed the RTS aside because they had a lot of the same like uh you know micromanagement elements but without a lot of the macro to worry about and now, now I feel like Battle Royale is pushing yeah. out this exactly yeah. that's what Will said is he said those people are going to Fortnite instead yeah. of League of Legends mm-hmm. so Fortnite is further simplifying the idea of pick up a game and play it. So it's like this cycle continues to go. And, you know, right now it's battle Royale. Yeah, it's nuts. And I was talking and I was like, you know, you look at Blizzard and Blizzard's kind of a mess right now. Nobody knows what's going on because they killed off a game that probably never should have existed because heroes of the storm was barely ever third. If anything, um, and like that game, that game had a scene in the same way that like you know, Smash Brawl had a scene. It was like obligatory <laughs> because it was at the time the new Smash. Nobody liked it as much as the last one, but it was like, well, we still have to do something with it. Yeah, it's still got to be a um, you know. Yeah, but like, I don't know where it goes from yeah, here. It's because like Fortnite's going to peak eventually. Yep. 
Do we go back to RTS? Like, do people demand something more intensive again? Like, do we come full circle? And is it suddenly like, yo, you know, like if I'm Blizzard, I'm like, hey, you know what? StarCraft 2 is a really cool game and we're, we're actually doing really good things with it. Like, the game is in a really good place right now. And if I was Blizzard, I'd be like, yo, you should check this out. This game is really cool. Or is there a genre that hasn't been created yet that will take over? Yeah, that's... Who uh, knows? Who, who, who's playing Armor 3 out there? Somebody go find out what's what's happened to Armor 3 mod scene. <laughs> how, so, hold on. How can we... Like, let's look at it this way, okay? So, MOBA came... It, it, it's like a diluted RTS, okay? Mm-hmm. How can we dilute Battle Royale? To make it even simpler. It turns into a clicker. Done. Nah, man. So clickers it's gonna... are, no, clickers already had their time. Yeah. They kind of can't wait. Nah, man. It's going to be a vicious circle, man. You can play as a circle. Just be really vicious at oh people. Oh, my God. That's what it comes down Somebody to. Somebody plays as the circle. Yes. That's what we talked about last week, remember? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We said we'd play as the circle. I want to yeah. be the circle. I'd play yeah. that game. Just it, mess oh, people man. up. It is a vicious circle. It's to be the circle. <laughs> is that what I named the last podcast? It was. Yeah, I yeah. think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like... remember. Like, I think it's interesting. I was talking to another friend about this. Because, like, when Lee came out, it came out at a time where there wasn't really, like, that big of a competitive scene. Like, the other game, I think, I would think it was StarCraft 2 and... StarCraft and, 2 uh, was it Yeah, it was that. Time. And, like, probably maybe Counter-Strike. I don't, I, don't, I don't know when Gold came out, but... Like, if you're talking in terms of, like... Like, like, like esports, Twitch. A big, th- re- a big part of why early Twitch grew was yeah, StarCraft it was tournaments. StarCraft, yeah. It was it was StarCraft esports because nobody was putting money into esports like yeah. StarCraft was, like yeah. Blizzard was, because they'd been doing it for a decade, yeah. you know. And it's like, I just like I yeah. don't know. And like where where it goes from here, I think a lot of it just comes down with like the the the, the age range because like you know like like we said earlier like league is about to be ten years old you know like and and like, like a lot of people that play that game when they were teenagers you know like you know they they've grown up you know like you know they they start to just, you know not play as much and then a lot of the younger people nowadays you know don't don't play league they play Overwatch or Battle Royale or some other game and and eventually you know like eventually league's gonna die off because. Because like we talked about this earlier, like when League was the king of, of esports, they did not care about the influencers. Like they did not pay attention to any of them. But now they they are hard, like you know, hardcore trying to work that relationships because they know their game is starting to decline and they need those people to influence others to say, "Hey, play our game. Hey, hey, our, our, our game is totally accessible and totally not toxic." You know, that's not yeah, the case that, at all. That's part of the problem too, though, is like the influencers get like I think that's kind of what happened to Overwatch in a sense. Is like Overwatch used to be a v- hugely popular game on Twitch, um, and you know, Twitch. I, I I always have to tell people like Twitch is not a barometer of the life or death of a game yeah. because people like to say, "Oh, Overwatch only has twenty k viewers. Overwatch is dead." It's not how it works, but you have these big streamers who do like the game and then all of a sudden they don't like the game because you know, they, they made a change. They did something and the streamer is like, you know what this game, the direction it's going, I don't like it. We're going to go to something else. And then 
they're pulling away some of the interest of that audience. Like there will still be people who they're going to log in and play Overwatch, but the thing is, you know, they do have some influence in the idea. They could go in and they could be like, well, this, you know, this meta is garbage, you know, because that, that seed has been planted in their head where it's like, you know, this top player says the meta's garbage. The meta must be garbage. Yeah. You know, even though I'm in bronze or whatever, you know. No, man, the Iron League, man. Come on, bro. The new Iron League. Oh, my God, Ross. They added a league lower than bronze to League of Legends. Nice. Yeah. Because there were too many people in bronze. So now there's Iron League. So now instead of telling people to go back to bronze, you could tell people to go back to iron. So just further disrespect people. And then as you climb, it's the rise of iron. <gasps> hey, it's a crossover with Destiny. Wow. Oh my god. That's why they went independent. They wanted to do the crossover. That'd be hilarious if there was a leak in Destiny crossover. I still think Riot needs to make an action RPG in the League of Legends universe. Make well, a Diablo out of their universe. Well, I mean, they're they're supposedly working on a game, whatever the game is. So yeah, but like whatever they're making, it's they're going to try and do something crazy, and it's not going to work because like. These big studios, like right, like these one-game studios, how many of them have ever grown out of that one game? Yeah, it doesn't really work out. Like the track record of these people who, you know, get the lightning in a bottle, they open it up to try and put it in a new bottle, and it just doesn't work. The lightning goes away. No oh, man. And then they they generally lose both games. Yeah. I mean, what they're gonna do is they're actually gonna put actual League of Legends on mobile instead of Mobile Legends. The, the bootleg League of Legends game on mobile. I can't even think of a one-game studio that actually, like, went out and... I mean, I guess Bungie. Does that count? They went out and what? I mean, that, like, you know, they were known for one game. I guess that doesn't count because Halo was, like, a series. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, a studio that made just one game and then went on to make another really good game. Like, like a triple like A AAA studio. Yeah, uh, like a, like a game at the scale of popularity of League of Legends. Yeah, I'm drawing a like, blank right now. Like Game Freak. Like Game Freak, the Pokemon guys, you know, they make other games, but like Do they're they? not <laughs> nearly of the same yeah. popularity as Pokemon, you yeah, know? I was, like, I was gonna say like like people try to forget that they even make those games. I mean, unfortunately, you could argue intelligence systems, you know, they made Fire Emblem and Fire Emblem was always the more popular series. And then they made Advance Wars and then Advance Wars just gradually declined. And I still want them to make a new one. And they let me down every day that they don't. I mean, like the thing about those two games is like they're they're fundamentally like almost the same game, though. Like because that's like, you know, turn based strategy and whatnot. Yeah. So it's not really like that different. Yeah. But like. I can't even think of a studio no, that had like a juggernaut game like that that went out and was like, yeah, and now we're going to make this other completely different thing and never have it work. Yeah. So yeah, either it's a bad example on my part or it's just never happened. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's probably one out there. It's just we can't think of it right now because they're probably not around anymore. So Valid. But yeah, um, games. Yeah, games are crazy. The popular games are dying. 
The popular games of yesteryear are slowly fading. Oh, uh, who knew that? What will we do? I know, right? Who knew that as time exists and moves forward, nothing lasts forever? Who knew? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, speaking of nothing lasts forever, uh, IGN staying out of the news. Uh, that was the thing that was supposed to last forever. And uh, they failed. What happened? <laughs> what happened? So... This is like, I'm not trying to hate on anybody. Like, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, gripe IG and, oh, you damn fools. Um, there's nothing nearly as bad as the whole Mucin thing. Uh, so they did a review for Resident Evil 2 Remake. And apparently in the review, they said that the game was exactly the same with both characters. Or not exactly the same, but, but, but made majority the same game. Uh, in the same series of events between the two main characters. Uh, and they were like, that's an issue because the first game, you know, the original version of it, you know, had two distinct kind of versions of the story depending yeah. on the character. And so they knocked the score a little bit for that. But in order to trigger that properly, there is a new game and then there is a new game second run once you finish the game. And so when you do new game second run and pick the other character, you see a different series of events for that character. And apparently the reviewer just did a new game twice, picking either character and doing the original new game the same way both times. Nice. That's so that's I see both sides. That seems right. unclear. So yeah. the issue was they had to adjust their score. Because they knocked the game. It was a modest increase. They gave it an 8.8. .8. They increased it to a 9.0. Uh, that ended up adjusting the Metacritic from a 90 to a 91. Um, which might get some people some bonuses. Who knows? But um, it's a weird, weird thing. And it, like, it feels like something... I feel like, you know, if you're if you're going to talk about a new game, you have to hit that button for second run you know you have to see what that is right if you're gonna talk about you know a new game plus yeah yeah, you feel like yeah. That's something you kind of have to do and you're gonna compare it to like the original which you know has a separate separate deal story progression like that's that. that's that's kind of like you know getting you know knocking a multiplayer mode for you know yeah. not letting you select modes because you always just hit quick play yeah. you know yeah i feel, feel like it's like 70 30 like seventy being the reviewer's fault, thirty being the yeah, game's. Yeah, it's on both yeah sides. no, uh, yes. I, I feel like the game should definitely be like second run is having a completely second option for that. Like it, I feel like when you hit new game, it should be like, hey, hey, do you want to play, you know, a, uh, you know, the original story, or do you want to play like the alternate version? Yeah, it's. I feel like it should almost. Be, Other games have done this in more intelligent ways. Yeah, I almost feel like just the first playthrough should just be locked into one character, and then when you do, like, new game, and you select the other character, it should just do that. The fact that there's... The fact that you can select both characters on the first on the first run and have it be, like, identical doesn't make any sense. Why didn't they just do it the way they did the first time around, where there was the two distinct yeah. campaigns? Yeah. It seems weird. Yeah. Capcom. Yep. yep, it is Capcom. Yeah, no, it, it, it's nothing like terribly bad. It's just like it's no, this is where awful. They had to go back and they had yeah, to pension this seven point eight too much water, my friend. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, other things that were supposed to last forever. You guys remember the YouTube channel Machinima? Yeah. Yeah. They said all their videos to private. Oh, no. Machinima oh. is dead. It's crazy. Man, they had a run. Yep. And they stole a lot of videos from Rooster Teeth. Yeah. So yeah. I remember that because they were running Red versus Blue for a while. And I remember Rooster Teeth being like, yeah, somebody told me our stuff's on Machinima and we have no contract with them. So I don't know why it's there. <laughs> like they were like, we don't know how it got there, but somebody is uploading our stuff to Machinima and they're making money off of it. I think they got it pulled at some point. I don't, I don't know, but I remember season one of Red versus Blue was on Machinima's like channel. Yeah, I do remember that. Too. Crazy. Like I've heard nothing but horror stories of channels I've watched, like Lag TV, who do like the when she fails and things like that. They had a contract with Machinima and they said it was one of the worst decisions they ever made. They said yeah. it almost ruined their channel signing a contract with them. Um, but yeah, so Machinima was part of Otter Media, which is owned by AT&T. Yeah, that was a uh, so acquisition. They got rid of, they effectively shut down Machinima. Happy Hour, Respawn, Realm, Prime, Inside Gaming, ETC, uh, and other smaller channels within that. Um, yeah, so it's the the dream is dead. One of the big juggernaut kind of channels, like the Machinima, was one of the big group network things on YouTube before everybody was doing it. Yeah. And they're kind of gone now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like over the past year or so, I've been hearing more and more stories from YouTubers about um, MCNs going bad. And MCNs are multi-channel networks where yeah. multiple YouTubers will be under a single banner and how they're just fading out of existence and I don't think it's economically viable anymore with the, with no. how revenue works on YouTube. Yeah, with how they yeah, change I, the ads. I, stuff, I mean like yeah. Smosh got like canceled or whatever for a little while at least. They might have found probably found someone by now, but like big channels are getting yeah. are going down. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's hard with the current YouTube landscape with how YouTube does or does not pay out depending on like, you know, Ad, how ad friendly your videos are uh, and i imagine a good chunk of machinima stuff probably wasn't because gamers are salty <laughs> i mean uh, so there oh go ahead yeah like like this year i think it was this year it was the whole the whole youtube ad thing or was it last year that was last I, I mean, year well, or maybe i meant to the say like before. i meant to say like yeah like yeah like that's yeah, my like 2017 yeah. 2017 i think yeah because i because i want to say when the new call of duty came out that year it was a, like YouTube changed their ad space. Basically, like unless you were like a top YouTuber, you were getting no money from ads. And like, every, like well, I remember it because like, there was that racist it. video that had the Coke ad running in front of it. Hmm. Yeah, it was it, it was crazy though. So Sorry, everybody, that was my PSP. Just kidding. Yeah, so everybody, it's, I don't know, man. That sounds like something else, but, but yeah. So like everybody I don't think was saying Ross how. Can... I don't think Russ uh, can talk anymore. <laughs> Technical difficulties. It wouldn't be a half-gen podcast if we weren't having technical oh, man. difficulties. Oh, man, we're just doing it live, man. Like, we're just doing it, man. Yeah, YouTube is not a sustainable way of income oh, nowadays God. unless you're in the top 1%, which, you know. His internet died. Oh. Um, 
Oh man, you can keep going. I'm uh, I'm uh. That's not ideal. But yeah. <laughs> no. But yeah, that like, should be yeah. the name of the episode. Not That's ideal. not ideal. It's not ideal. Yeah, I mean, YouTube is not ideal right now either. You know, so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he told us just finish the show. He'll he'll get me his part. Oh man. All right. So yeah. So we just lost Ross. Yeah. So there was a statement from Honor Media. Uh, again, for anybody who wonders, unfortunately, we can't all be together for the recording of this podcast. No. Uh, we do record it over the internet, and sometimes ISPs hate us. Yes. And that's where we're at right now. This is America, after all. We yes, don't have the best ISPs America. out there. So no. Um, statement from Otter Media. Uh, we are focused on creating new content with the Machinima team, which will be distributed on new channels to be announced in the coming months. Uh, in the meantime, the Machinima network of creator channels continues to showcase the talents of the network. Uh, as part of this focus on new content, we have pivoted from distributing content on a handful of legacy operated channels. So they effectively said nothing. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now. It seems like they were acquired by AT&T like last year. So it seems like this was coming at some point. Seems like this was going to happen at some point, but nobody expected it. Just well, you know, happened so yeah, suddenly. It shouldn't so. have happened. Like it shouldn't have been. A switch is flipped, and yeah. you know, whatever. Um, like Machinima is a big network. I get it. Like their name is definitely tarnished, but like it's it's Machinima. Like you yeah. don't just you don't just turn it off. Yeah, it's crazy. And and like um, they're. Their gaming section was very huge for a long time on YouTube, also. Yeah. For a lot of, for a lot of like gaming YouTubers. So. Yeah. yeah That's that. Crazy. Um, what we got so next? Nintendo earlier today had a, a mini, uh, like, indie highlights showcase. Uh, like, an, it's like a Nintendo Direct. But for indies. All right. So they announced a couple of games that are coming to Switch this year. Uh, chief among them, uh, CrossCode, which is a popular game right now on uh, PC. That is coming to Switch this year. Uh, I feel like I've heard of that game. Yeah, it's on Steam. It's like a RPG kind of thing. Um, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, it's like something like that retro style. Are they making a new Settlers game? Is that what this hit? Oh my god. I didn't realize Ubisoft released a new Settlers game for $12. <laughs> huh. Only one review. I'll have to keep an eye on that. Um. Thanks, Steam. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, it came out September of last year crosscode it's currently sitting at a 94 percent overall um it's like an it's by radical fish how's yeah, that it's, compared it's, to a uh, dusk same same month release steam review wise huh no i'm saying like how, like how's the review stack up against dusk because oh wait no dusk came out last month i forgot still some other yeah. game my bad dusk is in the 90s as well though yeah for, for what that's worth. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, 
Yeah, Dusk is at a 97%. It's even better. Holy crap. It's even better than, <laughs> than, than Crosscode. Like, you guys should buy, you guys should play Dusk. You guys should definitely play Dusk. Yeah. <laughs> the man is not wrong. Yeah, put that on the Wii. I mean, not the Wii, the, the, the Switch. <laughs> Put that but, yeah, on you know the what? Wii. Put that on the Wii. Play that with the Wii remote. With the 90s, <laughs> 90s action oh, game. Oh, that could actually be kind of cool. Yeah. Just use the Wii um, remote. But yeah, cross code. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's a cool looking game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got like a kind of, it looks like an isometric kind of Zelda perspective, like kind of OG Zelda. Yeah, the graphics um, sounds pretty nice too. Yeah. Uh, they announced that Wargroove, the Advanced Wars-style uh, medieval combat game, like, it, it's basically Advanced Wars with medieval, like, fantasy units, uh, is coming out February 1st on Switch, and I imagine anywhere else that it's coming out, so I am super excited for that. Uh, uh, Goat Simulator, which is available on Switch right now and includes all of the additions to Goat Simulator. Uh, that game looks weirdly fun. The developers behind SteamWorld Dig are Ooh. making a new card-based role-playing game called SteamWorld Quest, which looks like another uh, fantasy or medieval punk fantasy RPG with like you know fancy graphic. It it like dude, it looks like so many other games. <laughs> like I literally watched the trailer and was like, "Oh great, another one of these." Does that game like Slay the Spire? K- kind of. Oof. Damn. Yeah, it's just like it's it's more like JRPG ish, but yeah, yeah, okay. it's actually kind of a lot like Slay the Spire. Yeah, I was say like that game Damn is it. pretty much yeah. a card game. <laughs> Man, yeah, it's pretty much um. Yeah, it's that game is one point oh. I literally so. watched it. Yeah, I watched it and I said another one of these. Great, another one. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, so they describe it as a team-based card collecting role-playing game set to an epic story around what it means to be a hero. Yeah. Um, Double Kick Heroes, Inmost, and Forager are also coming. Those are, you know, they're games. They're games. Um, when ski lifts go wrong is available right now as is unruly heroes, which is like a, f- uh, cooperative, like platformer. Hmm. That thing looks pretty okay. Um, so yeah, uh, still no advance wars announcement from Nintendo. So no. letting me down every day. Thank you, Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, if it was just dual strike on the switch, that, that would have been fine. I would take two on the switch. Man, I would take any of them, like as long as it had multiplayer, you know, online gameplay. So I, I, I could just play with you I or play against you. Wars. You know, no, we play together. We will beat up yeah. the, the computer. We'll have fun. Yeah, or, or whatever. Yeah, it's I like... wouldn't want to have to beat you up. <laughs> wow, wow. It's <laughs> very confident. Well, you want to talk about some new consoles? Sure. Let's talk about leaks. New consoles. There are leaks about the new APU for the PlayStation yes, 5. And the specs are pretty nice. Yep. So, more than likely, based on the availability of the chipsets, it's looking like the PS5 and probably the next Xbox will be for running sure. No, for sure. Zen, yeah. Zen Plus. Uh, just because Zen 2 isn't even out yet. So, no. Zen Plus is pretty much it. Which is yeah. fine because Zen Plus is still better than regular Zen. 
Yeah. Um, still get some efficiency and some better clocks. It is a 3.2 gigahertz boost clock for the chip, which is a substantial increase. Uh, I believe right now the PS4 Pro has a 2.2, okay, and the yeah. standard PS4 is a 1.8. Oof. So it's a substantial performance increase. Also, it will be running, they believe, a Navi GPU uh, that will be... Some of the new ones aren't out yet? Or... Yes, so okay. it will be a, a 7 nanometer design. Excuse me. Uh, and it will be running at 1 gigahertz uh, clock speed. Compared okay. to the 911, excuse me, megahertz currently running in the PS4 Pro. On top of that, you're going to have the better RAM. The 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 rumors also are that they will have split RAM in these new consoles, so they will have dedicated video RAM, like probably eight gigs for games. Yeah. In addition to just having better GPUs in general, so this APU actually sounds like it'd be a beefy little thing. Yeah. And you know, with you would assume these consoles targeting 4K 60. I don't think you can. I don't like, think you can have thirty anymore. I don't think with the next generation of yeah. consoles, after you just did this step, and everybody said, "Yeah, PS4 Pro, 4K 60, Xbox One X, 4K 60," and they rarely do it. You cannot have another console that does not do that does 4K 30. You cannot make a new box that. Let's be real; it's going to be at least five hundred dollars for this box. If not six hundred, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking that five ninety nine. I'm thinking. Man. Yeah, coming like, back. Like honestly, though, like that's that's a reasonable price for the kind of specs we'd be looking at here. If if, if it is the yeah, if it is the specs, which especially seems pretty they, pretty likely, especially if they can swing for some GDDR six, yeah. you know, some good DDR four RAM for the system itself. Like I think, like I mean, I mean, they might if if they could get it to work, they might just use. GDR6 for both because GDR6 is way faster than DDR4 RAM. So true. Yeah, I mean, if, if they if, yeah. if, if they can get it to work, yeah, and then like yeah. whatever's left over, you know, you just have that as overhead. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like these consoles on paper sound really good. Yeah, they just need to deliver now, and they need to do 4K 60, or they need to not even come out. Like, like I hope is that, and I hope is not just them chasing graphics, which you know, gaming has gaming has always been about chasing graphics. You but know? the graphics are already so good. But that's the thing is like, 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 like I'm not sure if they're gonna be like, you know what? Let's just raise the resolution again. And it's like, but, but what? Why, but more resolution can yeah, you like, raise? Why, You're already though? at 4K. Like, no, let's go 8K. It's like, no, nah, no, not, not talk, I'm good, man. They're talking 8K. I'm not even gonna bother buying it. They're, they're they're gonna bundle it with with, with those folding uh, TVs from Samsung or LG, whichever it is. It's gonna be great, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, so while we're on the topic of new consoles and AMD and graphics, uh, the Navi cards. I really I want to Ross around for the next two we're gonna talk about. Um, Navi RX thirty eighty thirty seventy and thirty sixty. Uh, go right up against the cards you probably imagine they go up against. All rumors, but nope. the the price point for these 
So the 3080 is designed to go up against an RTX 2070 and a GTX 1080. And it's going to do it according to the, the rumors. It's $249. It's pretty good. That's a low price for a 1080 equivalent. And according to the rumors, it will run at about like 10% maybe slower than the Polaris GPU that they just announced. Hmm. But it's only going to have like 8 gigs of GDDR6. It won't have uh, HBM. GDDR6 is fine though for gaming. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, there will be an RX 3070 also with 8 gigs of GDDR6 for 199 That goes against the 2060 and the GTX 1070. Uh, which I imagine most people probably just go for that. Yeah. I mean, but for 50 bucks, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you just go for the top of the line? Um, and then they will have the 3060, uh, which would go up against the alleged 2050 and the GTX 1060 for $129. Awesome. So budget graphics cards, if this holds up, just got a whole lot less budget for all the right reasons because now they're good and cheap. All right, yeah, this is from Adore TV. Yeah, so those don't know who he is, he is a well-known industry leaker for technology, and 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 he's he's right pretty often. Like you know, there are times he'll he'll be wrong because you know who isn't, but generally he is pretty much spot on with prices usually between like $50 the difference usually so I wonder if you crossfired two 3080s if would enough well, games if be they, compatible if they, if they allow crossfire true because a lot because a lot of cards they don't really push for crossfire or SLI for NVIDIA these days so yeah that's true um yeah so that's uh that's some exciting oh, yeah, news this, oh yeah yeah this from December yeah this is from last month. Yeah, but it's been kind of showing up in the news again recently. Yeah, because this people were hoping this would have been announced at CES, which they didn't. They announced their um, was it Radeon Seven? Yeah, their high end consumer slash uh, gamer card. So I mean, we'll we'll know more about this probably you know throughout the next couple of months. We have the entire year to find out. Probably yeah, by Computex. The rumor is, we'll again, the announcement would be sometime probably in around July. Yeah, Compu like, like I think it'll probably be around Computex and they'll, and they'll start releasing in July. It's more likely. So, Computex, in case people don't know, it is a very big... I believe it is one of the largest uh, trade shows for technology in, in computing. Happens every year in Taiwan. So, usually a lot of stuff gets announced there. So... Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, here's something I would be excited for if, uh, you know, it wasn't actually this news. So BioWare, ha according to sources uh, familiar with Kotaku's own Jason Schreier, uh, which remember his word is law in, uh, <laughs> in the world of video game rumors. BioWare has been trying to make a new KOTOR game. Uh, for those unfamiliar, that's the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. They've been trying to make a new KOTOR game, but EA has not allowed them to. 
They have denied them. Which is questionable because everybody's asking for a new KOTOR game from Bioware. I, I, I don't think it's that surprising from EA since their their push has been very much multiplayer focused. I wonder if it more more than anything, I wonder though if part of it is just getting the KOTOR name. Because weren't yeah, those games right. published by Lucas? So, they like, would they have been. to license that from Disney? Would that cost more money to do that? Let's look this up. Yes, they used to be LucasArts was their publisher. Yeah. So, yeah, they probably still own the IP. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, EA's in this partnership. They already have Star Wars. I imagine it wouldn't be a difficult thing to get. I just don't know if no. that cuts into EA's profits. And they're like, no, nah, it's not worth it. Just worry about Anthem. But... I mean... It's all about like, games. They they need to succeed. They need Anthem succeed. Dude, they have yeah, but Battlefield Five is released, not doing good right now. EA so. has canceled as many Star Wars games as they have released. Yeah, yeah, like triple A Star Wars yeah. games. Like, I'm happy that Dragon Age is next up, and I hope to God Anthem succeeds just so I can see that game come out and hopefully see Bioware, you know, Prime Edmonton get another crack at Mass Effect. But, I mean, would people have been so upset to see Bioware go from Anthem to KOTOR? Realistically. No, like, not really. I mean, like, People will probably be hyped. I mean, like, p- people just want good games from Bioware, really. Like, yeah. Like, like you know. Man, if EA weren't so, like, stuck with their head up their ass, like, they can make a new Republic Commando. Like, there are so many things they could do. They could take, they could, you know, ride the wave of games like Wolfenstein and Doom, these single player shooter games, and be like, you know, these single player focused shooter games, and be like, yo, you guys remember Republic Commando? You know how you know the cheers they would get? Be like, yeah. Just be like, yeah, we got like freaking this other team at Dice making this. These guys worked on Bad Company too, and then people would cheer again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like Battlefield's a, a really weird spot right now. Also, yeah. it, it's like their franchises are at a really weird spot right now. Like, oh no, like. Like when EA I was, is in a really weird spot yeah. right now. Like, they are not in an enviable position. Like, 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 what's Respawn gonna I, do if if Timefall Three doesn't get made? Well, rumor is they're already working on it. Yeah, but and, and then they're working on their their, their Star their Wars Star Jedi Wars game, game, which is coming yeah. out this year. All right, sure, maybe. I don't, I don't know about e- that's what EA he said might, at, might just cancel it. You know, well, that's what like, he said at E3. I don't think they can afford to cancel that at this yeah. point. They already gave it a title and announced it and said it's coming out in 2019. The holiday 2019 was the word from Vince Sampella. Hmm. But like, man, like I I wonder who's in a worse position for the future. EA, who yeah, has all these franchises. But they're increasingly losing fan confidence and loyalty. Yeah. Or Activision, who only has one game. Yeah. That is maintaining its fan base 
relatively. And then, yeah. you know, it's whatever Blizzard releases, you know? Yeah, it's... it's it, yeah, it makes it's, you think, like, how long can these two survive? Like, yeah, I mean, FIFA will... Well, FIFA alone probably makes them enough money to keep operating for the next year. But, dude, like, this year's Madden, I booted it up again. Like, just for ha-has to see if they fixed some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. I went and even tweaked some of the sliders just to, like, make the game enjoyable for me. Yeah, just so just like I cut interceptions in half and mm-hmm. like this game, man, the animations that some of the players make, like I had a guy caught the ball was running towards the end zone and got in a tackle animation where he spun around back to the goal line ball away from the goal line and fell out of bounds to the side. <laughs> He's running straight at the end zone. But he stops, stands up, and turns around as part of the animation. I'm turning as I'm talking about this. Like, nice. I'm acting it out we, you know, for totally my own sake. This. Yes, visualize this. But he turns away, and then I get stopped at the goal line. Wow. And it's like, these animations are garbage. No, yeah, it's, that's, that's not ideal. Like, that's literally a touchdown-saving animation to the benefit of the AI. Yeah. It's script it it feels scripted. Everything about that game feels scripted and it feels like it's always against the player. Yeah, you can say that about like most of the like the recent Madden titles pretty much. And you know when you know when it really got bad? When they switched yeah. to Frostbite. Hmm. I can point to that and say definitively that was when Madden hit its all time low, the switch to Frostbite. Say like I mean, it was just weird to like, switch to like a shooting engine, also. But EA requires it. Yeah, I understand they want like the whole like, oh, we have this one engine for everything. But it's like, oh, huh. I don't the know, man. The engine they had at the start of the generation was mostly fine. Yeah, there. I thought I those Madden games called, were some but... of the best in years. It's you know crazy, what? though, man. You know what I should do, man? They should have a Madden game and like just just give them guns. Just have him shoot. No, like, man. Pop, 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 I still play. say Lego Madden. <laughs> there can be an entry on the field. It's a dislocated arm. And like, it's just a Lego dude with an arm missing. And he's like, I don't know where it went, coach. Like, but I got this. I, I, I have to carry this team on my back. You know, they pull out like an extra arm. They pop it back in and he goes back out on the um, field. Yeah, man. Just, just be like Greg. Jones, you get a man. big hit and like they fall to pieces. Mm-hmm. His head spinning in, like, the end zone, and it's just like, you know, you throw a Lego flag. Like, dude, Lego Madden could be the funniest thing. Yeah. then, then just That could put, save Madden. Yeah, then you just put that into the tent, and then they come out offline again. That's yeah. How, that's how it works, you know? You just have rustling, this tent is shaking, you know, dust yeah. is popping out, and then they just come out okay, yeah, but it's like good. their head's on backwards. And then they just yeah, turn the head, good. and they walk back out on the field. It's funny yeah, for kids. This. It's fun for adults because we get to yeah. beat people up. And yeah, they man. explode like Legos. Yeah, like you don't have to worry about actual concussions in that game. And then, like, you can still have shitty Madden controls, but at least at that point, it's, you know, it's Lego. It's fine. Yeah. It's almost par for the course. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. EA, man. It, it, it's crazy to think, like, these publishers, like, these publishers, at some point, you know, were, like, you know, top of their, top of the industry, you know, for, like, a good, like, Maybe like decades, honestly. Like, I think EA peaked. Yeah, probably peaked. in two thousand eight. Yeah, when they made Mirror's Edge, 
They made Dead Space, and they made the first Army of Two. Like, yeah. I think EA's most successful console generation was by far the PlayStation 2. Yeah. Like, that generation for them was probably when they put out some of their best games because they had more games coming out. They took chances. And then the PS3 and Xbox and stuff just kind of spooked them or something. Yeah. And... Like, I mean, even... Like, they still had some games for the for the PS3 and 360, though. Like... It wasn't awful. Yeah, they made Dead Space. Yeah, they had Dead Space. And Which also, games. because EA won't do it, someone in the Dreams beta made Dead Space. <laughs> Did they? Yes, there's a video. Click the link. Oh, I was on Blade Disgusting. Like, they right? actually made Dead Space. It was against NDA to post it, but, like, everybody's like, yo, you shouldn't do this, but this is really cool. Like, they recreated the, like, part of the opening from Dead Space. I'm and it's, I'm it's, it's, right it's incredible to see it. This is, this is pretty good. It's really good. Hey, 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 maybe they'll just make the entire game there. I'm, I'm just going to buy Dream just to play Dead Space. Right? Mm-hmm. It gets better. Somebody also made PT. Oh, nice. And it looks really good. Like, it actually kind of looks like PT. They pulled the sound effects and everything. And, like, you look at it, it looks like PT. Yeah. It's it's insane. Like, Dreams could be, like, the coolest game ever. Because of all the other games you can make. Exactly. Dreams just could be a game where you just play other games in that game. You never can play Dreams where actually playing Dreams. But that's what Dreams is. Yeah. You go in and you're like, is this a dream? I don't know, man. It feels real to me, damn it. Yeah, right. A couple other quick news things we'll run down real quick before we wrap up. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami, which is the remake of the first game, is coming to Steam in February. I'm excited. So, yeah, I'm probably going to pick that up. I'm hyped. Uh, I I still have to zero, but that's soon. That, yeah, that I feel so... like they're releasing them in order, which is good. So they're, no, they got zero, yeah, and then they're going to do order. this. Then they could do Kiwami 2, and, you know. Yep. They're, they're supposed to do two. Yeah. At least up till two. Well, well yeah, not, they're kiwami but... one and two, because those were PS2 games. And everything yep. that came out on PS3 is just getting, like, a, you know, an HD texture redone, you know, rework for PS4. And I imagine those would also come to PC. So at oh, some point, awesome. theoretically, you can have all the Yakuza games on PC running at great. 60 frames. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. Cause like those games are so serious story-wise, but the open world part is just so hilarious. Yeah. Like the mouse that you do in that game is it's, it's great. Like, 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 like in Yakuza zero, like you're literally running your own hostess bar. And like, and, like, and like you're hiring workers and stuff. Oh, <laughs> Part of the game to make money, and it's like, I know. this is how you make money, man. You just, you just hire people and run these bars, you know, and get rich. And then, and then you go back to the main story where you have to like kill some dude because he's trying to kill you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, do you want to hear the best-selling games of December, 2018, in the U.S.? Sure. All right. Uh, I don't think it's going to be much of a surprise. Act surprised by the first three. Okay, I want you to predict. Don't look. Predict the first three. I'm trying to think of what even came out in December. It doesn't matter if it came out in December. 
what do you think the three best-selling games in December would be? I mean, it, it won't have to be Smash Bros. I think cause... Smash Bros. is number one. Okay, okay, yeah, it's not because yeah, people were hyped for that. Yeah, it also did release in December. So, all right, number two. I'll see if you sure, can guess though. number two. You probably know what they are. The thing that might hold you up is the order. Well, when did Red Dead come out? Red Dead came out in October, later oh. October. Because I think that game might still sell well in December. That's number though. three. Okay. Remember, people are buying consoles, so they're gonna buy yeah. big games. Okay, so what's number two? I feel like you 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 should know this. I don't know. Like I want to say God of War, but I don't. I don't mm, I'm not sure. No, I don't think, yeah, it's I don't not think God, God of War. War even made the list. Actually, what? Everybody already bought it. <laughs> That's true because it was it was it was on sale on on their PlayStation. That came out in Everybody April. Bought, Everybody bought, bought that already. Dig- but yeah, people always buy it digitally too because it's on sale a lot yeah. on, on their store. It makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. God of War didn't make that know, list. Maybe, maybe Spider Man. Like, like, I don't no, know. Like, Spider Man like, was that Call of Duty, Black Ops Four. Of two. course, right. Yeah, that's Call why I was Duty. surprised. Believe it or not, number right. four, Battlefield Five. Okay. Yeah, which kind of surprised me actually. Uh, going down the list, number five, NBA Two K Nineteen, Mario Kart Eight, mm. number six, Madden Nineteen, number seven. That's unfortunate. Uh, Super Mario Party, number eight. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, number 9. Marvel Spider-Man, number 10. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 11. Uh, Let's Go Eevee, 12. Super Mario Odyssey, 13. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 14. Like, those games are still selling like crazy. Just Cause 4, surprisingly, on this list at 15. FIFA 19 at 16. Grand Theft Auto 5 at 17. It will never die. Minecraft at 18. Spyro Reignited Trilogy at 19. And then the ultimate disappointment... That is even on the list. Fallout seventy six to twenty. I mean, enough people are still buying that game for it to chart. Well, well I mean, like just, I mean, just cause four is also pretty disappointing as a game too. Yeah, but at least that, that was new in December. December. Yeah, and Man, it's a shame because I, I really like just cause two. I, mean, and I don't think that game. game sold all that well either. So, um, Steam reviews for that game is not great either. It's just yeah. this game is not good. This is a shame. Because I really like two. And then I haven't beat three yet, though. But I heard three is three and four are made, I think, by a different team. They're Square Enix, like Montreal or something, and they they haven't made as good of just cause games as Avalanche did, uh, who made one and two. It's weird because it, it still has the Avalanche name on on three and four, so I don't know. I think like it's still like they're property and stuff like they i think they do some yeah. work on it but they're they're making uh rage but that would, yeah but that would make sense yeah because because three and four are just not as good as two so yeah they're not the primary developers but uh yeah and the nintendo switch was the best-selling console i believe of the year hmm nice yeah it yeah, makes sense. And um, then uh, overall industry revenue was up 2% from December of 2017. Despite nice. hardware being down and uh, software being games. down. You know what saved it? Accessories and game cards. Last year, $785 million 
sold. Wow. This the, year, the... $1.01 billion in game cards and accessories. And I think the top three accessories were the black PS4 controller, the white Xbox One controller, and the Pro controller for the Switch. <laughs> They're all controllers. Controllers, yeah. But, like, yeah. that's the stuff that sells, dude. Yeah, it's true. Everybody, everybody wants their nice looking controller. Or they want I mean, extras in case they let's break Let's be it. real. Like, this is. Consoles are the only industry where the, you know, the first party developers make the best hardware. You know? Yeah. Because, like, Microsoft doesn't make the best keyboard and keyboard and mouse for pc you know but like sony makes the best controller for ps4 microsoft again for xbox and nintendo for the switch you know like the first parties make the best accessories generally speaking for that hardware yeah uh but um yeah i think this other one had like the total year yes switch Yes, Nintendo Switch ends 2018 as year's best-selling hardware platform in both units and dollars. So, yeah. And uh, game cards. I wanted to see, so... Does, does that include, like, WoW subscription game cards? I would assume any game cards. So, like, Fortnite, okay. you know, I think maybe even Steam. I was yeah, a part what, of that What, what about League of Legends? Yeah, uh, no, those Riot are game points. cards. Yep. Yeah, okay. So annual spending on accessories. This is from uh, hold on, who is this analyst? So I can get their name and properly cite them. This Michael is an Patton, article I'm no. reading on VentureBeat, uh, but Matt Piscatella. What what a name right there. Yeah. So there's a quote. Uh, total spending on accessories and game cards. This is for the year. Grew 29% December. Uh, hold on. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Annual spending, that was the one we already talked about to mm-hmm. growing to the $1 billion. Annual spending on accessories and game cards increased 33% in 2018 when compared to 2017 to $4.5 billion. I wonder how much of that is, is Fortnite. This is an all-time high. Growth in gamepad and headset headphone sales drove the games. Hmm. PS4 DualShock 4 Black, Switch Pro Controller, and Xbox One S Wireless Controller White were the three best-selling game accessories of 2018 in dollar spend. It's a lot of them out there. Yeah, 4.5 billion dollars just in in pieces of cardboard and controllers and headsets. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, Turtle Beach isn't going anywhere, I guess. No. God damn it. No, nor is Logitech. Yeah, but though no, that's good for Logitech. We want Logitech yeah. to stick around. I need them to just stop making those 533s. These things are trash. Oh, oh, oh the right headsets. Right. Mm. I, don't, I don't use their headsets. I don't, I don't really know. You know they bought Astro, right? Yep. Yeah. So they, they're getting that Astro money now, too. Yeah. That Astro money. That Astro. Mm-hmm. Man, we've had some good names, but I feel like Technical Difficulties has to be the name of the podcast. Yeah. Call it, like, Technical Difficulties, The Second Coming. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's or I'll call it, like, more, right now, more Technical so. Difficulties. But, yeah. Um, 
we'll wrap it up there. Thanks, guys, for listening. I hope you enjoyed uh, having Ross here for half the podcast. And yeah, I hope you here. enjoyed having Will here for the whole thing. Yeah, it's going to be my last one for a while. Well, it's not going to so. be back for a while. We, uh, we have to take I got him. school. We have to take him out back. And, uh, yeah, yeah. We got to take care yeah, that's, of some things. So, that's, uh, everybody that's actually say what goodbye. school is called nowadays. Everybody say goodbye to Will. And, uh, Bye. We'll, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Hopefully. I don't know about, about that. The ISP for Ross, though. He might, he might never come back. He might never have internet ever again. Um, we'll try and be back next time. <laughs> have a good Later. one. Later.